Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What up? You're listening to Almost Accurate. I'm Jake. I'm Almost Ryan. And Almost Ryan. We are full of noodles and we're ready to talk about movies, about television shows, about video games tonight. Ryan, how was that? How was that big bowl of pasta you just devoured a few, um, a few minutes good. ago? <laughs> really cheesy, but I enjoy Parmesan cheese. I'm very weird about cheese. I know. We've, we've talked about your aversion, your cheese aversion in the past. I was uh, molested by cheese as a young child. <laughs> so you have flashbacks every time I see cheese or cheese is mentioned. Cheese is a bit of a traumatic thing. It's a trigger for me. For me. It's a trigger. Tre- cheese is a trigger for me. Um, yes. <laughs> Even before I was beat up by my mom who rubbed a cheeseburger in my like head. cheese. It's told I, her to smell your cheese. No, she didn't say that. I think one. I was just going to say smell like cheese. Look like cheese. Look Must like have cheese. been cheese. Exactly. Um, very flat, very white, and full not of holes. Sexy. <laughs> full of ho- absolutely full of holes from Switzerland. Also, <sighs> well, Swiss. Yeah, cheese. I am not actually Swiss. Uh, Swiss. So that's good. I'm um, Irish, and uh, land of the green cheese. I'm. Oh, God, the, there's the no sham- green cheese shamrock, there. The shamrock cheese. There's no shamrock <laughs> cheese. I don't know. We're we're home of the potatoes. That is the mascot for any team that comes from Ireland. Yep, a potato. The spud. Imagine that being your that being the the pride of your country. Potatoes and spud and web. Fucking leprechauns. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. Those are the two things our country is known for. Well, all I heard was tasty food and little people, Jake. You don't have to call them leprechauns. Good beer. They can be called little people. They are people too. Good beer as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, a lot of beer. Yes. Um I haven't had a Guinness in a while. I fuck Guinness on draft is good. Dude, I love getting a Guinness when you go out to a restaurant. I enjoy the ones that come in the bottles. They're very like... You like the little nitrogenated ones. I do kind of like that, man. They are nice and smooth. I love a good nitro. I just... Because it makes me feel like I'm playing Crash Team Racing again. And when I'm drinking a beer, because it's so smooth. It's so smooth and elegant. You have issues, my friend. (laughs) Who hurt you? What happened to you? Were you molested by cheese, too? It was the first time I heard the word nitro used in a sentence. was crash crash team racing nitro fueled on the PS1. I do recall that game. They remade it, and I bought it for the PS2. Did you play it? Oh, yeah. Played it. PS2 or PS4? PS2. (laughs) (laughs) It was like a long time ago. I remember seeing it. I was like, oh, yeah, three games they, in one. I'm there. I think they did another Crash Team Racing like a little two years ago. I, they're trying to make another Crash Bandicoot game. Apparently, there's rumors that they're making one. Crash 4. Yeah. Or and five. I'm over here like, can I not get a Jack and Daxter game? Like, <laughs> literally, <laughs> Naughty Dog, you motherfuckers. We're going to start a change.org petition so that 
Ryan can get finally get an O Jack and Dexter. You know, it's like twice a year I look at it. I'm like, you think they will? You think they won't? And they're always like, nah, man, they ain't going to do that shit. And I'm like, man, yeah. Well, honestly, if Nintendo can make another Metroid game, I'm sure that Naughty Dog can make another Jack Yeah, and just Dexter. 19 years later. <laughs> but we're approaching that. I feel like it was like 2008 was the last game. So we only got like six more years. That's a long wait, my friend. That's a very, very, very long way. I mean, as many times as I've played those games, I mean, I, I can play them over and over and over again. Do you feel that if they did make a new Jack and Dexter, it would be similar to what you felt with the Destroy All Humans uh, re-release, remake and then the, the new one? I don't know. I feel like I would still enjoy it. I feel like it's the same with like Alkaline Trio. Things that I love. You love. I love and I'll love even you can if, even if they're just okay, you're like do do sauce. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh my god. Any bit of nostalgia, I'm like, oh yeah, and I'll grab onto that regardless of all the other kinks and stuff. Though if it's like really bad noticeable, I will call that out. Like yeah. the older I get, if I go to the mall, I'm like, the mall's not the same. If I go to the fair, I'm like, oh the fair is not the same. My <laughs> wife always gets on to me about that. So I will call it out but if so it's your, really bad. Your big problem is getting older and realizing that things that you things that were fun when you were 15 or 16 are not as fun anymore. Yeah, because really <laughs> at 16, I let's just say I lived a life. I'm like on my second life since then. Like Basically. I'll be almost. 34 this sh- like weekend. Happy birthday. Yes, thank you. I'm coming right up on the Tuesday after this is recorded. Yeah. Is that correct? No. His birthday's on the 14th. Yeah, that's a Sunday. Ah, well, you know. I, I think we've we've had multiple arguments on what day your birthday actually no is. No one really knows. I'm almost certain you've been lying to me each and every year. I know it within I'm, a couple I'm of being days. For real right I now. I feel like you fucking move it around every year just to I keep wish me I could move it around every year. I'd put it at the end of the year. Um birthdays are weird for me. It's weird to be like the focal point, and that's probably odd for me to say because I enjoy playing music and you get in front of people, but I it's just very weird. If people even compliment me, I'm like, nah, man, it's all good. <laughs> you you had this the whole we time. Really it wasn't me, man. We really enjoyed your music. You're welcome. <laughs> yes. I I know. Never, I would never know what to say though. I mean, honestly, I was thinking about this the other day. How wild it would be to meet a fan of our show in the wild. And if they're like, hey, <laughs> I listen to your podcast and you guys are hilarious. And I would literally not. If that ever happened, I, I just I'm talking about one person. I'm not I'm not asking for thousands of you to suddenly approach me in public. But uh, yes, I am. That's also that's my worst nightmare. But if a single person I ever met in person was like. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I listen to you guys a lot. I would literally not know what to say. We had a guy like that. Ever <laughs> we had we had a guy like that. We fucked it up. <laughs> we did. Fuck I it met up. him in person after a long hiatus of not seeing him, <laughs> and I probably just wasn't as funny in person. Just torpedo the it's, show immediately. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird to be like. <laughs> so way. I would think people expect us to be like this because they feel like they know us. Like right, they they've learned things about us, and but we know nothing about them, and it's like. If people come at us with that same energy, we're going to be like, I don't, don't, don't slow your it. roll there, guy. See, here's here's we're going to pull back the curtain for a minute here. We're going to pull back the foreskin. We're going to pull back the 
foreskin because you really need to get in there. Clean the cheese. At least you know twice a week just to make twice sure. Twice a week? Probably more than that. It's like flossing. You like be you're funky, su- dog. You're supposed to do it once a night, but let's be once honest. Once a night? I do like it once a morning. If you get it once every other week, it's pro- you're probably doing a good job. Mm. Anyways, uh, we are not on all the time. In fact... Some would say that we're not on even when we press record most of the time. So, yeah, uh, it's, I've been called slow before. <laughs> so people would say that I'm not on. So I've listened. I've listened back to this multiple times and been like, man, I was mostly asleep for most of this. So I can only imagine what all of you wonderful listeners were thinking. Hopefully it's something better than what I think when I listen to my own voice, but it is an absolute fucking nightmare to listen back to yourself talk for like an, at least an hour every week. It's giving me a certain form of neuroses that I'm not sure I'm ever going to actually recover from. What is your biggest comment about your, about um, my own performance about your vocal, uh, I vocally decent, I think, but my thing is that I speak in a weird intonation, uh, like this i say uhs and ums a lot ums and i also have this really irritating tendency that i try to not do as where i do like a little laugh or something where i go which is something i would never never notice in real life but when you have a microphone three inches from your face you hear every single or something that you do even like you'd never notice in real life but when you're listening back to yourself you're like god damn like it's every fucking week you do this especially in the introduction you're like <laughs> why the fuck do i do that i don't I know never, you're I trying to emphasize know. that it's funny yeah i i'm funny everybody that's what i'm trying to <laughs> i attempt to be funny you will all laugh how <laughs> can I, I tell you about that by kicking in the but when i listen back to it i'm like god <laughs> it's terrible <laughs> um were you surprised by anything whenever you first heard your voice i think everybody is because you are used to hearing your own voice from the inside of your own head so different but and then whenever you hear it like you're like oh i can kind of see that i can kind of hear it yeah i can't see it's it frightful at all i can yeah. see all these waveforms but i cannot hear what they're going to sound like until i listen back to it and then you're going to be they're horror- gonna be cringeworthy yeah, i'm going to cringe it's nails on a chalkboard i hate listening to my own self-talk which if you've ever listened to this podcast you'd be you've very surprised him. to actually hear that but <laughs> maybe uh, maybe not see, i did it again i just fucking did i did key, that key, all key. the time I'm going to call you out in the kiki kiki. Just not going to talk for like the rest of this because I'm afraid that I'm going to do that. See, I've welcome to almost accurate. I'm Ryan and, and I this, will be Ryan. And we are going to be in therapy immediately after this. Now that we've opened up our own vulnerabilities. Who hurt you? Um, <sighs> I think just listening to myself. That's really what did it. Yeah. I would say um, if I had to say anything about my voice is I'm very nasally. And sometimes I speak in a Southern accent that is noticeable to me, but maybe I speak in a notice, um, a noticeable Southern accent for a lot of people. I think everybody has an accent, but they just don't necessarily realize it until they compare it to other people's accents. Maybe it's charming. Maybe we sound like we talk slow and we have a big old drawl compared to the way that some other people, my drawls, my drawls have skid marks. I don't know. I guess the the point I'm trying to make is we're all people and we're we all hate Mostly. the way that we sound. If Mostly. we have if we have any like cats or dogs that listen to the show. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um I will say exactly. musical voice is different. I'm used to listening to that. 
I saw I saw a meme that said that British people sound normal when they sing, which proves that the accent they're doing is just for attention. Oh, well, that makes sense to me. (laughs) Um, Especially as good as they are to put on like like you think of like, um, oh, who is it? Like Christian Bale or well, I just recently finished watching the new season of you. You got Scott Speedman um, from Underworld. who else? Hugh Jackman. That's probably another one who could put on the American accent and they just, you wouldn't be none the wiser. It's a very, uh, I hate the word jarring because in film school, everybody loved to use the word jarring whenever they were, were they Masons? whenever they, they were surprised by something, farmers? they would use the word jarring as if they literally were about to fall out of their seat. Because they're so surprised by something that happened. But it is so jarring. a strange thing to hear someone that can do a convincing American accent. And then they do their regular voice like Hugh Jackman or Christian Bale. And you're like, oh, God, like this is what y'all really sound like. All right, right motherfucker. On the rig. Let's make it happen. <laughs> so uh, it's it's uh, that's a that's a strange experience. I don't know if you could sound like anybody else. Who do you think you would want to sound like? Ooh. Um. A music, uh, a, mu- a singing voice, or just a talking voice? Both. We'll do oh. both. Singing voice. I am a big fan of Brendan. Uh, Brandon Flowers. I think he has. I've been listening a lot of Killers, so I would say that, or maybe Tom Waits. Tom Waits has a very interesting voice, so I, maybe Tom Waits, because I think his voice would be fun. Um, it's very smoky and stuff. I I'm going with Tom Waits. I'm committed. Smoky and sultry. Tom yeah. Waits. Tom Waits singing. How about speaking? Speaking. Um. Mm, probably somebody English. So I could like you know, be like hello, you know, and the ladies would love it. Hello. And then maybe I could be like, maybe I would love it myself when I'm alone by myself. I'm like, hello. I'm talking yes. to oh, hello. Oh, hello, chap. Um, <laughs> I can't think of anybody with a great talking voice. And I'm like, maybe like Morgan Freeman, but that, that's been played out. That's been played that great out. British actor, Morgan Freeman. Yes. I, I enjoy the <laughs> British actor, Morgan Freeman. Um, now who would I want to be? It's gotta be someone with a soothing voice. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I would just go Tom Waits for everything because I think his singing voice is kind of similar to his talking voice. And um, that's kind of cool. It just It's a very noticeable, you can't forget it voice. What about yourself? Uh, well, talking voice, Paul Bettany. Oh, okay. Vision. Yes. Singing voice, Paul McCartney. Two oh. Brits. <laughs> you say goodbye and I say hello. <laughs> There we go. There we have it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Paul McCartney. I did enjoy some of his work with the Beatles and some of it with his work with the Beatles. Some of it. You, know. you, you may have heard of him from a, a small band, uh, an indie band called the Beatles. That is the next band I need to go out there and look at. I, I've my drive to work. I've committed to like listening to albums and stuff. I'm nearing the end of the killers. Um, I'm on the last album. I've already listened pretty much to the Brendan flowers or Brandon flowers um songs so yeah i think maybe the strokes the interpools the beatles that's where i'm heading to next kind of excites me i look forward to that probably the one thing i miss about having a commute is devoting time just to driving and listening to stuff because it's i found it's incredibly difficult for me to 
exper- to listen to new music when I'm here throughout the day. I have like podcasts I listen to a lot and I have a soundscape app that I use for meditation sessions and workout sessions. So it has a whole different range of uh, sounds that beam directly into your brain. And after that, and after that, I'm just like, if I listen to music, it's, it's almost strictly either bands that I've grown up with and have known for a while and they release new music, Mm -hmm. but I just, I don't discover new music and new artists all that often. I think that's probably the thing I miss most about having an actual commute is, you know, you're just in a car, you're locked in for like half hour. You don't have anything better to do than you know, just listen to stuff. And I, th- I think that that's ironically a, h- a harder thing to do when you're at home all day. <laughs> so my, for- I think you just need to get out there and do it, man. I'm at that point in myself where I've listened to music and now I'm like fiending for it. I'm like, I get excited about listening to things I haven't listened to in a while or like things released by bands that I loved or maybe things I never got to listen to. Yeah. Um, and going back and I actually, it makes my day a little bit better because I'm like, oh, I get to enrich myself with this. And maybe it's something influential or maybe it'll be like knockout for me, you know? Yeah, I, I, I guess it is. You really just have to kind of give yourself over to it. I think that it's when you are working from home. And again, this is going to sound like a complaint that most people feel like first world up, problems. Shut, this is absolutely a first world problem. It's harder to structure your day sometimes when you don't have the physical barriers of going somewhere, having to be somewhere. It's a little bit harder to kind of structure your day at some points and you are faced with certain distractions that you might not have otherwise. Like masturbation. Exactly. It's it demanding. <laughs> exactly. No demanding. beat missed. <laughs> absolutely demanding. You're just absolutely just beat and beat off and better off just- beating off, my friend. <laughs> better off beating off. Uh, I, I, I think it's just, it's, I, th- I think I, I, for me, I get set in my own little routines and it's like, Oh, okay. At this time I do this and at this time I do this. And you know, throughout the day you're like, oh, okay, maybe there's some dishes I got to like clean and put in the dishwasher. You have like 10 extra minutes. You're like, well, I can go ahead and like vacuum a rug real quick. And it's like, it's not a big deal. And then I'll get back to, uh, you know, some of the work things I got to knock out this afternoon. So, uh, when, when you're kind of jumping from thing to thing to thing, it, I think you need to, I think I particularly need to be in a specific headspace to discover and appreciate something new. Otherwise I'm just like, I will very quickly turn off something and be like, I don't like this. And it's hard for it. And once I have that change, once I have that mental impression in my head, it's hard to go back to. I can understand that. It's hard to, because if you're going in cold, it's hard to move mountains. Right. Yeah. But once you um, listen to enough stuff and kind of, I don't know, especially if a band that you really like growing up has something new um, that you haven't listened to kind of helps propel you because it's it's something that you can. It's kind of like having a foot on something that's stable that you're familiar with, yeah. but also a foot on something new that is different. And it helps you kind of learn, relearn how to um, how to love. Yeah, how to love and just be more <laughs> accepting of something that's different or maybe you find stuff you're like, oh, shit. Like, um, yeah, I've gone back and listened to albums. I'm like, dude, those Brandon Flowers uh, vocals and choruses on um, his second album. How many Killers albums? Uh, how many? Um, 
So there is Hot Fuss, there's Samstown, there's Space Age, there is Battleborn, there is Wonderful, um, there's this new one, it's Pressure Something. So I think there's like six albums, and then there's two of his albums. Um, so there's that, and then there's the other members of the Killers have gone out and done their stuff, but I'm mostly there for Brandon Flowers. So um, I'm almost done with the last album that they put out, so... That'll be the last one I listen to, and I'll move on to something else. Like The Strokes, I think, will be next for me. Ah, The Strokes. Now, there is a band that was very influential and kind of got a little bit left behind in the early to to mid-2000s. Yeah. They really had their own sound that a lot of other people kind of did the same thing and got more famous for. (laughs) Yeah, and they definitely, it was during that garage kind of thing. And it'll be interesting to see if that ever comes back. I, I work for a college and one of the kids there had his background was like their first album cover. And I was like, Oh shit. The strokes is like, yeah, it's my favorite band. I was like, what? There's faith <laughs> and hope for the future. But it literally it's only one person out of like the hundreds I've seen so far. Everybody else is very much into like creating beats and stuff like that. And just right. the music genres change. And it isn't like, you know, one demographic, like you can't be like, Oh, um, like back in the day, you know, DJs, you're like, oh, that would be this guy. It was more like, I don't know. You think there's like a style that goes along with it, but now it's just like regular kids are like, yeah, I've created beats. And I'm like, you don't look like somebody to create beats. <laughs> Got fucking glasses and like high waters on. Get out of here. What and, are you talking about? And to be fair, that is how you greet most people, though, where you're like, hey, good morning. Have you listened to the strokes today? And they're like, what? <laughs> I stroked this morning. Stroke, stroke. I I mean, I I had a stroke. What? I don't feel comfortable sharing that, but yeah, Yeah. I did. I did. Is that what you want from me, Ryan? Yeah, Yeah, fried chicken. Yeah, which is what you smell whenever you have a stroke. That or toast. I Uh, think it's burnt toast. Is it burnt toast? Yeah, Uh, buddy. I'm having a stroke. I think I smell. Maybe it's a heart attack. (laughs) I have a a buddy at work, and um, he was talking about that. He also talked about this. I was on my deathbed. I saw Colonel Sanders walk in the room. (laughs) He did. He had a bolo tie. Um, I have a buddy at work, and he's like uh, a senior or junior in college, and uh, he was like, apparently, he listens to podcasts whenever he goes to sleep, and he's like, dude. You got a podcast? I was like, yeah. He's like, dude, I listen to podcasts when I go to sleep. But I don't know how I'd feel if you were like the last thing I heard whenever I go to sleep. Colonel Sanders is in my yeah. room. <laughs> no! <laughs> it's just, I feel like I've been having the weirdest dreams and I don't know why. And it's just the two of us. And, but I keep talking. waking up wet. I don't know. <laughs> I keep sweating jizz. Diamond in an ice storm. God. <laughs> and then I usually urinate on myself. Um <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to have that effect on anybody, but... No, I you know. do. I don't mind. Yeah, well, of course you don't. <laughs> Let me talk to you a little bit. <sighs> With all these special vocal effects, I'll be... That's what we need for this podcast to keep it interesting. When we go to different things, we need to introduce them like in a different way. The news. So you know we're going to different segments. Breakfast radio. Yeah. We'll just go to like different things. We can be like Katie and Jared from 1075. KCL. Local news. Not news. They're nothing. Radio station. Local radio station hosts. There you go. I had faith in you. I knew you were getting it. Yeah, I don't listen to the radio, so it was incredibly difficult for me to remember 
what they were on. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, we've got speaking of news, and we local, have a fuck local ton. News, we don't have a fuck. Ton. We, we have a few a, things a, to get more through. than a fuck ton. Notice this is why we're twenty three minutes in and we haven't talked about anything <laughs> because yet. we have a fuck ton of news. Uh, Ryan, I played you a neat little ditty of the history of the two D Metroid series that Nintendo put out last week, uh, a month after they the new game came out of Metroid. What did you think of that? Nice little, nice little recap for everyone that were like, "There, how many games are in this series?" Um, At you know, least what, five. <laughs> you know what this made me think about? It made me think like, how fun would it be to be able to go back and just play those video games, but get paid for it, like today? I think I'd love most of those games are very short. Uh, I'm cool with that. <laughs> just pay so me. So if I only had to play games, I'll that stretch were it out. Like 1990, I think it'd be okay. Uh, or maybe, maybe not because some of them are really hard. But I've played all four of those and I finished two Metroid 2, 3, and 4. Never finished the first one because it's fucking impossible. No, you could do it. it. Apparently, you can beat it in under an hour if you know what you're doing, but it's it's really difficult. But. Metroid 2 on the Game Boy. I think it was like a three or four hour game. Super Metroid about the same Metroid Fusion. Uh, maybe three hours long. Like it's not not very long. Uh, but uh, all those games are, are really fun. That was a nice little nice little way of displaying that. I just I kind of wish that they were like had marketed a little bit more when it came out. But I well, didn't you say they forgot some of them along the way? Like not they, all of them were in there. I think that in the interest of not confusing people. They only mentioned the like the originals instead of going like, oh, in 1986, this came out. But in 2004, we did a remake of one. And in 1991, Metroid 2. But in 2017, there was a remake of Metroid 2 that came out on the 3DS. And then they're like, oh, and then there's Metroid Primes 1, 2, 3, and then 4, which is still in development, which happens between Metroid 1 and 2. And this is the kind of thing that nerd confuse people. <laughs> oh, so they just like, here's one through five. People can count. Or can they? Uh, Alvin, Theodore, and Simon. That's three. Are up for sale. That's Who three. isn't up for sale? Uh, <laughs> they're out on the street corner, and they're ready. <laughs> they're ready to. They're ready to sell. Sell some. Sell some nuts. Anyway, back. <laughs> no terrible transition. No, sir. You have been removed from the podcast. Bagdasarian Productions, the company that owns the musical trio, is looking to sell all assets related to Alvin and the Chipmunks, including music, stories, and more. Damn, you know around Christmas time, words, nuts. One friggin' chipmunk song's always big. Gash, gas, grass, or chipmunk ass. Nobody rides for free. Yeah, or their famous one, Gash is gush, Gushing. Gash is Gushing. Yeah. That that's prostitutes yeah. with their vaginas are bleeding. That's disgusting. Gash is gushing. Just like those fucking prost the prostitute chipmunks. Yeah, those girls. Move it on. Those dudes. Emilio oh. Estevez. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I, I have to break in and give two pieces of news. A um, apparently the new Hawkeye series is a hit with critics. Boom. Um B I took a screenshot a that I did not want to forget of fucking um jared leto all right in what could have been losing interest already yeah me too (laughs) but he just looks like a fucking tool and anytime i get a chance to be like jared leto looks like a fucking tool i'm gonna take it because i feel like it's true so jake 
I'm going to show you this. Um, uh, David Ayers shares new look at Jared Leto's Joker. David Ayers has shown off alternative look at Jared Leto's Joker from Suicide Squad. This time with a Sharpie smile drawn onto his face and ha 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 drawn eyebrows. This is Jared Leto. And tell me if he just doesn't look like a stupid motherfucker. All right. So... (sighs) Jared Leto just a piece of shit. I don't like him, and apparently a lot of people don't like him. So Jared Leto in this, it looks like he's doing uh, like the charcoal toothpaste because his teeth are black. He has a his mouth is drawn up and sharp, and he's wearing lipstick. He has what looks like a goldfish tattooed under instead of a teardrop tattooed under his eye. Uh, so boo boo. And his eyebrows all say, like you said, ha 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 ha. And then the left one says, ha 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 ha. Not ha, his ha. fault. This was not something that he developed. Yeah. Someone else did. But we can all agree that Jared Leto is a tool. Yeah, I hate this. Uh, I hate everything about it. I'm handing your phone back to you. Thank you. <laughs> it's physically upsetting me. It does look this. like a goldfish or a bomb. It could be a bomb, uh, but it doesn't look like a teardrop. So. <laughs> That's such terrible bullshit like get out of here guy so friggin dumb just, ugh, god ugh. Oh, i hate you jared leto sorry well speaking speaking of people slip. that that nobody has ever had a problem with emilio estevez is apparently emilio! <laughs> is apparently so he helped disney resurrect the mighty ducks franchise earlier this year when the first season of mighty ducks game changers came back but apparently He is not going to be part of a second season. So according to uh, a deadline report, Disney Television Studios ABC Signature has decided not to pick up the option on Estevez's contract for season number two. Uh, The new season is currently being written and production is scheduled to begin early next year. And the scripts are now being adjusted to continue the story without Coach Bombay. Ryan, I have never seen the Mighty Ducks or the Mighty Ducks reboot. Whoa. What do you know about these hockey loving fucking ducks? What are they up to? Well, let me just tell you that I haven't seen the new one, but let me tell you that Coach Bombay was a huge part of it. And so was the character that played Charlie, which is um, I forget the name of the actor, but he was in um, Dawson's Creek and um, some movie where there was like some Asian lady who's dead body ghost was sitting on his shoulders um involving like pictures and shit like that um yeah emilio estevez mighty duck man swear to god saw him in line one time and i was like emilio night at the roxbury's anybody no um emilio estevez is what paul mccartney is to the beatles necessity of anyways necessary a huge loss so apparently uh, this report indicates that uh, there's been back and forth on whether he would get vaccinated and that's the reason why oh really (laughs) so he pulled an aaron Rodgers, where he said uh (laughs) sources suggest that he has declined to provide assurances he would comply with the policy of vaccination uh and apparently his agents are saying that uh the that creative differences were the issue so (laughs) creatively not getting it creatively i am not going to get vaxxed and uh apparently that's maybe he's doing some homeopathic tear from from treatment 
He's, okay. He's been listening to too much Joe Rogan. He's been shooting up some ivermectin instead. I'm all about shooting up ivermectin. <laughs> yep. I love to take some horse medicine that I yes. got from my vet. That makes uh, sense. Hey, I'm a human. Can I get some of this? Sure. Perfect. Yep. Nay. <laughs> that means no. Nay, I say. That means no in horse. Or it means yay. In human. Yes. Which means yes or hooray. Anyways, uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever temporarily shuts down production because of Letitia Wright's injury. So she must have been hurt pretty bad. Get well soon, I guess. Uh, I don't know what the nature of her injury is, uh, but apparently Angela Bassett said she had a bit of a fall, but it's not too bad. <laughs> said it every early this year. You know, anything will shake you up, but she's just a little slight, little petite thing. She's fine. Ready to go. Like, don't worry about it. She's a little petite thing. <laughs> So, anyways, uh, Wakanda Forever is expected to see the return of Lupita Nyongo as Nakia, Danya Guerrera is Okoye. You go get those names, man. Winston I'm terrible Duke with names. is Mamaku, and Angela Bassett is Ramonda, and Martin Freeman is Everett Ross. Oh, yes. Also going to feature the debut of Dominic Thorne is Riri Williams slash Ironheart, who's later set to start her old Disney Plus series. I don't so, even believe you. How about all that? Um, the Batman. Oh, sorry. Lupita Nyong'o. You you just made that name up. That's not even real. That's what it said. You lied. I probably didn't pronounce her name correctly. You probably didn't pronounce any of those names correctly. I the the confidence I did it with made it seem like it could be plausible. (laughs) Um. So we have an update on what to expect with Batman. Here's the synopsis. Are you ready, Jake? He's no better than a serial killer. That's what they say. How about that? The Batman is an edgy, action-packed thriller that depicts Batman in his early years struggling to balance rage with righteousness as he investigates a disturbing mystery that has terrorized Gotham. Robert Pattinson delivers a raw, intense portrayal of Batman as a delusioned, desperate vigilante awakened by the realization that the anger consuming him makes him no better than the ruthless serial killers he's hunting. How about that? So, uh, Andy Serkis, his previous Anna, is he directing this? That's what I believe. Working on this? <laughs> oh, he's definitely working on what this. What if he just, what if he wasn't? He was just giving his opinion about it. He's like, yeah, I was on set one day and he I previously said cameo. the movie will be darker than previous Batman films. He just had like a brief cameo. Was like, hey, From what I saw. <laughs> he's like, yo, bitch. And that was it. Oh, he's going to be Alfred. Never mind. Yeah. What if he's like, yo, bitch. And that was it. Yeah. Alfred saying the word bitch would be really funny. That's what I'm all about. That's what I'm here for. Anyways, it's going to have uh, Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz as Selena Kyle. Al- Andy Serkis is going to be Alfred. Jeffrey Epstein, sorry, Jeffrey Wright is going to be James Corden. What? He didn't Colin, kill himself. Colin Farrell is going to be Oswald Koppelbot. A.K.A. the Penguin. Paul Dano is Edward Noshton. A.K.A. the Riddler. Yes. <laughs> I I think the, pre- the previews we saw of this looked like it could be good. So uh, it yeah. looked like trash to me. Deal with it. All right. Um, <laughs> so we got our first new Official poster for Spider-Man. We see Doc Ock. We also see Green Goblin. We also see some sand from, you guessed it, the Sandman. Oh, hell yeah. Everyone's favorite Spider-Man villain. We see lightning. Could it be? Doctor Strange. 
No, not Doctor Strange. Electro. Jamie, yeah, Jamie Fox. <laughs> um, who else? Um, that's all we see, but we know those go over all the movies um, that, uh, you know, all three trilogies. And they really, I feel like they play up Doc Ock a lot here because his tentacle arms are like the, him and Spider-Man, like the main focal points. Yeah. And I'm just, it's curious that they would play up a character who was in the first movie um, instead of like kind of introducing someone new who may be Doc Ock was in Spider-Man too, Ryan. Okay, he was in don't, two movies. Don't make me, but Stole don't make his me think limelight. that you forgot that Green Goblin was the main villain in Spider-Man 1. And uh, Harry yes, that is correct. was New Goblin in Spider-Man 3 until he got that concussion. And then he forgot that Peter Parker suspect, killed his dead. Do we suspect William Defoe reprising his role? I'd hope so. Um, we know Jamie Foxx and we know, was it, Alfred Molina? How about... Like two years ago when I mixed up Willem Dafoe and Dennis Leary and thought that they were the same person. What if they had a baby? Someone commented on it and was like, Dennis Leary was Gwen Stacy's dead and uh, (laughs) Willem Dafoe was Green Goblin. It's that kind of stuff we need to keep ourselves straight (laughs) here. Exactly. Sometimes you forget Willem Dafoe and Dennis Leary are different people. The things that Spider-Man is standing on in the far right, it looks like a face a little bit. It's like an eyeball and like... Maybe like a mouth. Could be Ultron. Yes. He's standing on a bit of Ultron. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, but looks great though. Like, I like the look of this. I feel like the eyes could be a little bit bigger. Yeah, you know, I seen something wherever they were showing like the Spider-Man face and then they um, made the, the actual person's face, the actor, come through. I don't know if it's Tom Holland or... Um, toby mcguire but they made it come through he was like wide-eyed like it was looking like in opposite directions like he looked deformed he looked like a flounder yes i would assume so yes from the little mermaid yes honestly of all the spider-man suits i think the one from the video the latest video games are the best the one with the white spider on the front that's my favorite. Racist. Looks fucking sick. The white spider on the front. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's cool. I like Spider-Man Noir from the video game. I love Spider-Punk. That was probably another, my favorite. Another really good one. Probably my favorite. Probably the only thing about Miles Morales I didn't like better was the uh, suits. Yeah, the suits were kind of lame. Well, he was also like a young kid, and I think they were playing up on that. Yeah, a lot of his suits are just like, oh, I've got a mask, and I'm just wearing it over the top of like my school uniform. Yeah, um, there was a thriller one, started thriller playing, looking started one. Started playing cool. that again a couple weeks ago. Did you? Yeah, first time I played it on the PS5. Uh, it's like a different game. No, it isn't. It's Get fucking great. <laughs> are you saying that it's like visually and the way that it moves, it feels so much better? Uh, until you get used to it and then you're like okay this is the same game but it, it did make a huge difference from when i played it on the ps4 to ps5 because i feel like it was honestly the first game i played on that system that was made for it mm-hmm. and i was like this really does look incredible this makes sense now yeah i was like this is this is good stuff i've heard for the new video game instead of you so you know how you run up the side of the walls yeah um, they said they're going to make it feel a little more natural and a little more put together for that part of it in the new game. I think that the only the thing that I didn't like about those games is that when 
you aren't swinging around. It's incredibly odd. The movement feels really awkward. Like, like you or the town around you, the, your character, like you, when you're walking slow, you just feel like you're, you have like this wide turning radius, almost like instead of a person, you have this giant shopping cart. You're trying to like maneuver in a narrow hallway or stuff. Like you're a fat person. Like, yeah, like you're a fat person. Like you're trying to throw that tummy weight all over the place. Like you got your blinkers on, but nobody's like listening to you and you're just knocking stuff off the shelves. They're like, oops, sorry. Oops, sorry. Sorry. Oops, sorry. That's the way I feel when you're not moving. It's like walking around with a boner. When you're flying around the city, it feels like so fluid and so like good. But then you have it feels to like so good. It just feels so good. I'm a little worried about you. The haptic feedback. It's great. Uh, <laughs> orgasmic. Some, but then you have to like sneak through a fucking museum or something. You're like, Oh yeah, man. <laughs> I got Mary Jane killed so many times. All right. Yeah. Those are the parts where you're like, ah, okay. <laughs> um, Yes, so we definitely went on a tangent there, but the new Spider-Man, we'll see how it is. I hear it's a long one. Um, We got to also see the new Ghostbusters uh, trailer. Uh, It comes out in two weeks, uh, but this is the final trailer. Um, I looked at you and I said, I'm pretty excited about this. And you said, really? (laughs) I was like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's because Paul Rudd's the sexiest man alive this year. I don't know. That's why I would be excited about it. I've never seen any of the Ghostbusters, so I think blew my mind. My, it's, I don't have any nostalgia attached to this, so maybe that's why I'm a little bit less excited. But uh, yeah, I mean, it looked fine, uh, but that's uh, a word that people love. Whenever people say things are fine, that means they're forced means to they're feel like fine. they have to agree with things. It means I'm too polite to say I think this looks like it's going to be a bad movie. Just tell me, man. Just lay it on me. I think it looks like a bad movie and I don't think it's going to be good, but I'll still watch it. (laughs) Don't watch it on my account. I'll watch it and I'll tell you. It's like whenever I went to go see Upward or Onward and The Invisible Man, I was like, Jake, don't go see Onward. Yeah. Go see Invisible Man. You really took one for the team that week. Yeah. I went to go see two movies. One one early in the day. One one of the last weeks that we went to a movie theater. It was like the last (laughs) movie I seen. I didn't yep. see Bloodshot, which I will one day watch. No, you're never going to watch it. Oh, I'm going to watch it, my friend. You wouldn't watch it if it was free. I will watch it if it's free. No. You, you, got, I, you don't fucking, believe so? Fucking oh, I will prove you fucking wrong. Wi- what if we did? That would be our first like follow-up episode where we watch the same movie again and see if it affected us any differently. I can tell you that it will not affect you any differently. <laughs> I think my opinion of it will have only improved over time. And you may have more clarity as to what you hated about the movie. Like, <laughs> I really what did I, hate what this I part. Hated about it, the acting, the ridiculous plot, the bad special effects, the fact that the main villain looked like Tim McGraw with some robot arms um the fact that the climax cherokee people cherokee tribe my friend the fact that the one of the tech guys was named wiggins and he only ate chinese food and then he was riding around in an rv and then the client the ending of the movie was him parking an rv on the side of a cliff and okay like, hey hey spoiler alert i want to see the movie let's have a little picnic and vin diesel's like all right i'm bloodshot and then the movie ends <laughs> He over tell you that he, it seems lame. He overclocked the nanites, and that was a big thing. Where they're like, "Oh, Vin Diesel's gonna die because all these nanites are moving too fast, and he's getting too hot." Well, turns Vin Diesel's it, always been hot. Turns he? out it was fine. Yeah, he's the hottest man alive. He walked Paul uh, Walker's daughter down the aisle. He did. Very sweet moment. How about that? 
Um, Squid Games 2 confirmed. I am excited for that. I am not. Let it be. Let it just <laughs> let it be. It was great. No I'm need terrible. to go cash grabbing. <laughs> I've thought about it, and you know what? I've turned on this. <laughs> Love the characters. Thought it was a great concept. I understand. I mean, if this guy didn't have something written already, and then now he's just trying to put stuff together, it could be good. It could be bad. The first one we could all agree was pretty good. Let's just let it be. Let's just let it be. Yeah, so he's kind of, the creator has kind of gone back and forth on whether he was going to continue, but in a recent interview, he seemed to indicate that there hadn't been anything concrete, but then he also said there will be a second season, which seems like to which he was like, I'm about to make some money. (laughs) He said there's so much pressure, so much demand and so much love for a second season. So I almost feel like you leave us no choice, which always is a good thing about art and making art is when you feel obligated to do it because people want you to. That only good things can come of that, right? (laughs) Sure. We can agree to disagree. He Uh, said it's in my head right now. I'm in the planning process currently, but I do think it's too early to say when and how that's going to happen. So it seems a lot like, okay, I guess I will do a second one. It's more like, okay, going to be about don't know. I'll tell you in two years. Like it almost seems like fake it till you make it. Let me figure it out. Uh, so the uh, Spider-Man uh, TV actor Nicholas Hammond, who played Peter Parker in the 1977 TV series, is apparently says he was not invited to reprise his role in Spider-Man No Way Home. Well, big fucking surprise. Wow. Wow. That's all I got to say about this. This also this suit looks like absolute dog shit. How does he even see out of these glasses? Is it a two way mirror? <laughs> this is the cheapest looking fucking it's it's like baggy as well. <laughs> it's not even like form fitting. It looks like he's holding on to like a uh, like a fence. It looks like he could have ripped like the like the butt flap right out of that Spider-Man costume if he landed on those spikes a little bit wrong. It doesn't look dangerous. Nobody at all. wants to see Spider-Man in assless chaps, is what I'm saying. Well, suit doesn't look uh, impressive at all. It, it looks like a Halloween costume. It looks it like a bad does. Halloween costume. It's very thin, so I mean, you run out there naked, so you're going to be cold. Exactly. Spider-Man always goes commando. Yeah, it's like duh. Yeah, ask any of them. Ask Tobin Maguire. Ask Andrew Garfield. Tobin. Ask Andrew Bill Murray Garfield. Ask Andrew Bill Murray Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> that is not his name. Ask Tom, Rian- like ask Tom Rihanna Holland if under his umbrella. Commando. If they go commando. You already know that that's what they'd be doing out there. They'd be fucking in San Quentin too. And I know all, that. And all I'm saying is if I'm going commando and I'm wearing a form fitting costume. I want to be swinging around somewhere like Barbados, not New York City in December, because it'd be cold. And at least get a hand job out of it, you know, from somebody on the street. A hand job from your (laughs) your fellow Americans, your fellow my fellow Americans. (laughs) I'm asking that someone please stroke this dick for the love of God. Getting cold out here. Um, Valve, we said at the same time. (laughs) Jinx, show me a coke. They've delayed the Steam Deck into 2022. Oh. So, yeah, was well, that nice? Bad, bad news for some. One more else. thing to be fucking delayed. Yep. Um, speaking of delays, let's go with cuts. Sony reportedly cuts PS5 production plans, making it even harder to get one. 
Perfect. Yeah. How about that? They have cut production plans by about a million, <laughs> one million consoles due to component shortages and logistic constraints. So, thank God I got what what I did. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. That's going to be really crazy. That no one's going to have one. Shits are really, really difficult to find. If you are in seriously, if you are interested in getting one of these, you need Twitter. You need to get you need to get Twitter. You need to download like all of the like major retail apps and just like be ready to go. Because when that tweet comes in, you got literally like three minutes to like hop on there and hit add to cart as fast as you can. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. It's insane. And this isn't even going to be the best version of it. I would have never thought when they announced this last summer that it would be over a year and people still would not be able to not only just order one, but walk into a store and buy one. Well, it also shows us how um, delayed we are in technology. Crazy. I mean, I, I guess it's just the fact that everything is supply chain logistics and everything's a bit fucked right now virus i ordered a replacement part for my ice maker and uh, fedex lost it and then the replacement part is on back order so you know perfect it's just this just everybody the, loves to just hear the way like the that. world is right now ryan is it's great we're in the dark timeline I'm, we're in the dark <laughs> ages of the first world problems god um jake Disney Plus Day, everything being added on November the 12th. What's significant? November 12th is the second anniversary of the streaming service. Oh, how about that? What are they going to have? Well, I'll tell you. They're going to have Chow, Alberto, Feast, Frozen Fever, Get a Horse, All Shorts, um, uh, Home Sweet, Home Alone, which is the remake of Home Alone, uh, Jungle Cruise, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which if you listen to our previous podcast was a doozy of a movie. Good movie. Um, the World According to Jeff Goldblum. Season two. Um, a bunch of shorts. Like, I see Tangled Ever After, The Little Match Girl, The Ballad of Nessie, uh, Tick Tock Tale. And then we're going to have Under the Helmet, The Legacy of Boba Fett. Turns out he looks like a lot like other people because he's a clone. Yeah, just some bald dude. There's a bunch of clones. So... According to Metroid, a face people, yeah, <laughs> a face people have seen before. Uh, well, that seems underwhelming, honestly. But Shang Chi, if you haven't watched it, a uh, good movie. So the definitely. fight scenes are incredible. Yeah, it's a, it is a really good movie. If you did not see it in the theaters and you have Disney Plus, definitely that's one to check out. Probably gonna ha- go for a lot better than Eternals from the way that it seems to be reviewing. <laughs> Uh, and last but not least in news, it looks like Gary Bowser has pled guilty as part of his plea deal. Gary Bowser has agreed to pay Nintendo four and a half million dollars and is still facing potentially multiple years of imprisonment. So, so apparently he was selling modded consoles that allowed them to play ROMs and thereby inflicting monetary harm on game developers and publishers who sold the legal versions of those games say it ain't so so i think that what he did was a little bit beyond like oh i'm gonna download super mario brothers 3 again on my computer even though i own four copies of it 
that's a little different from what he did. But also, I think that the only reason that this is getting traction is the fact that the, this man's last name is Bowser and he was selling pirated Nintendo shit. <laughs> and it just kind of went hand in hand. Yep. That's 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 why people are that's why people care about it. Uh, and I thought like, hey, that's uh, definitely something we reported before. We did last week. We, we did. Fought, we introduced the plight of Gary Bowser and now it seems like Gary Bowser has been fucked <laughs> by the system. Yeah. Don't let yourself be fucked by the system. Ryan, you got a spare four and a half million dollars laying around. No. Hmm. Sucks to suck, I guess. It does, and I'm <laughs> out here sucking hard. Uh, well, you want to do you want to slide on into our our main topic of the week? We well, before we slide on in that, I gotta slide on into your bathroom to take a pee pee, my friend. Well, let's take a break for a second. <laughs> then, guess what? We're back. I'm relieved. Yeah, uh, we're we're all relieved. It was apparently a much more dire situation than we. No, it was not a dire situation. That makes it sound like a number two or a diarrhea. <laughs> it was just a pee. Uh, I was not insinuating anything. You said die. Aurea. Er. Aurea. <laughs> no, it was just strictly a pee pee, <laughs> and like a re up on alcoholic beverages, which we haven't done this in a while. We're drinking Blue Moon and Ranch Water. Yeah, Ranch Water just sounds weird to me. Hidden Valley Ranch Water. God, <laughs> it's not. It's pretty good, honestly. Well, whenever it's you probably, say hidden our Hidden Valley what, Ranch, what I call water. it Hidden Valley Ranch Water, it makes it sound worse than it is, but it's actually great. Uh, it's from a Lone River Brewing Company, and they make it's a hard seltzer. And apparently, they make this, and they also make one that has like uh, liquor in it instead. Uh huh. Yeah. So I think that you have to buy those here in an ABC store rather than where they sell actual, alphabets, where they sell <laughs> school supplies and hard liquor in North Carolina. Look it up; it's a real thing. Yes, I'm not making I'm not editorializing that at all. But yeah, uh, they're good. Uh, we tried this for the first time last week and it's probably the best like hard seltzer I've had. Uh, the fact that it's only 80 calories. And again, not we'd like to watch our figure yet be hard. Exactly. We're trying to we're trying to get fucked up, but also not drink too many calories at once. Hey, man, uh, bro. Not bad. No, pretty good stuff. I have to admit I was impressed. So we had the we had the original and then we had the uh, the variety pack which has uh, original, which is lime flavored, I think, lime and agave, uh, then spicy, prickly pear, Red River grapefruit. I think. It's called Red River grapefruit. I think grapefruit. so. <laughs> Why would you say agave and then just go and then give the other one like names like. Uh, uh, yeah. They were, well, what's just called original one's called spicy. And then the I think the other one's like Red River grapefruit and then prickly pear. And this so, is from Texas. Yeah, from Texas. What if they, what if they got really fun with it and they're like border, or they were like build the wall, like you know the redneck response to it, or like uh, cowboy bar fight. This is our border or, border crossing blueberry. Yes, <laughs> the cartel or uh, desert release or mirage or um, what else do I know about Texas? Everything's bigger. Everything's bigger. Ten gallon hat. Ten gallon heart. Ten gallon ranch water. Yes, ten gallons of ranch water. I'd like it. Um, I'd be down. I'd be. I have to. I piss myself. What do they make? <laughs> what is Texas known for? What uh, do they have? Fruits or the anything? Alamo? The Alamo. Aussie piss. Alamo, Alamo apple. 
I'll, yeah, but that I don't know. It seems like it's gross because I know people have peed in there, like Ozzy Osbourne. Peep, Ozzy Osbourne peed in the Alamo. He did. Oh, He's well, that's better than back. Black Black Blackberry Bathead. Oh God, the other <laughs> the other thing associated with Ozzy Osbourne. So you know that might be fun though. It's like uh the slushy whatever I was a kid or mixed drink, uh, whatever you get whenever you're a kid. There was one called Tiger's Blood. Tiger's and I remember blood. being like, fuck yeah, Tiger's Blood. I'm going to drink this Tiger's Blood. And then my aunt, who's like like in her 60s at this point, was like, you know, that's not real Tiger's Blood, don't you? I'm like, damn it, woman. <laughs> of course I knew it wasn't real Tiger's Blood, but no need to verify. Damn. I was feeling strong about myself. I was like, I can ride any ride in this pavilion. You... <laughs> I drink tiger's blood. I have the heart of a tiger now. And then I have somebody trying to cut me down. So I just want to say, always follow your dreams. You know, (laughs) don't let anyone tell you that ain't real tiger's blood in that slushy. Fuck you, Susan. No, it's Aunt Celeste. God rest her soul. (laughs) (laughs) You're laughing about my dead aunt. Damn, dude. Oh, that conversation did not go the direction I thought it would. Hey, that's the way life be sometimes. Tiger's blood, Aunt Celeste. Anyways. As long, I didn't say Aunt Incest, so there we go. Pour one out for Aunt Celeste. Yep, one for the homies. Um, though I don't know how she would react to drinking. I don't know. It's water. That's a hard seltzer, with my friend. With some it. spice. This is the, the, the epitome of 2021 is you're drinking water with alcohol in it. Yeah, as opposed to 2020 when you were drinking just to alcohol. get belligerent drunk <laughs> because you had nothing else to do. Nothing to do. <laughs> yes. Um, belligerent. <laughs> am I recovering from that? 2020? I don't know. I don't feel like I've gone to as many bars as I used to. I feel like that was the longest year of anyone's life, but definitely the longest and shortest year of my life in some ways. Yeah, I agree. But I felt like it was like a, a cleansing kind of thing because I got to be able to really just step away from all the uh, constant go, 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 go. That was nice. Yeah. Well, anyways, the the what we watched this week. Yeah, we're, t- we're going to talk about we watched Dexter. The new Dexter's, Dexter's back. Yes. How about that? Did or you, is Jim Lindsay back? Mm, is it Dexter Morgan or is it Jim Lindsay? Or Jimbo or, or Jimmy? Is, or is Jim Lindsay the guy who wrote the Dexter novels and then they just gave his, his name to Dexter? <laughs> who will know? Yeah. Uh, did you ever think we would be at this point? That where you what, would This episode see, was this 140? <laughs> Yeah, sure. <laughs> Where we would, yeah, sure, yeah, I guess, yeah. Did you ever think that after watching all of Dexter and finishing it and being, uh, I'm ass- disappointed with the ending of it, did you think that they would ever come back and give another crack at it? Um, I suspected. Um, so I am, I mentioned earlier, like, I'll go back and look and see if they've ever are going to remake things or redo things like Jack and Dexter. And Dexter was one of the things I looked at. And I remember for a while they were like, no, we're not going to do it. But then or and my favorite one is like, well, if the script was right. Um, and so it doesn't really surprise me because I feel like we're in that era of where things are coming back. Like 
Um, my favorite show, um, Frasier, is coming back. Um, you know, the, hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, there is, um, you know, remakes and video games like Spyro. Uh, GTA is coming out with a new thing. Yep. <laughs> but maybe just the same thing that can be played Some on a different system where they gave it the old spit shine. And we're like, here you go. <laughs> can you polish this turd? Um, but yeah, so I, I looked it up and I remember whenever it got announced and I was like, fuck yeah. Um, the delivery is, is what really matters because let's just face it. Everything was really great about Dexter, except for the ending. The last season maybe have been suspect because they were trying to tie it up. Um, it, I, even the last season, I would argue maybe the last two to three episodes was really the only place where it faltered. Yeah. So. And I wish like final episodes for things would just be the carry on of just like a regular season. Like if you gave me season one of Dexter as the last season, I would be OK with that because there's no conclusion. You just assume that he's going to keep going on and doing what yeah. he's doing. It makes it easier to pick up with it's like a slice of life, open-ended sort of thing. Yeah. And you don't have to make it a conclusion. You just give me a good show. Like give me a good season to go out on. Yeah. I don't need the heights and lows of like the endings. I think that Dexter in general was just one of the most comforting things we had in the first probably half of last year where i had never watched it and olivia was like hey let's go through let's go through uh let's go through dexter let's check that out i was like all right let's do it uh and we did we did an episode on it last last spring and it was just one of it was just such a good thing to just settle in and be like oh here's eight seasons of this and i've heard it's great up until the end (laughs) but maybe i'll get to experience that for myself and it was just it was a it was a good thing to experience i really really did enjoy myself up until the last like two or three episodes and i think it was just a little bit messy and it looks like they really kind of tried to 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 rush the ending in in some parts but um but isn't that the way they always try to do it they yeah. try to give you like a story they're like oh we got to throw this in here so you know it ties in this part or that part and it's just like come on man but after all that after eight long years of uh disappointment and waiting uh Dexter's back but will he be as good as we remember I think the potential is there. So at least from the premiere episode, I think we could probably just give some some broad impressions of what this is because it is a bit of a, a slow burn. But I think that if you've seen any of the previews in the trailers, you know pretty much what this is going to be, what the setup of this is going to be. And that's kind of what the premiere is. So we know from the end of season eight, the previous Dexter finale, he mm-hmm. goes to what I thought was Alaska, but it actually turns out just to be upstate New York. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Just upstate New York? Because I thought it was also Alaska or like something like I Canada. thought it was somewhere like way off the grid. But then we see that the um, the police car says Iron Lake, New York on the side. Oh, I didn't of the pay attention car. to that. Good eye, my friend. <laughs> I just was like, oh, yeah, this is his girlfriend. I, I thought the same thing where everything we've seen was in the snow. I assumed he was just in Alaska or like northern Canada, or just someplace cold and really remote and off the grid. But apparently not that remote and definitely not off the grid he's just moved to a new place 
12 hours north. Well, probably further than that from Miami. Well, it's like but, a tiny town as well. Yeah. Tiny, Everyone knows your name. Tiny little beautiful town. I am assuming that when they originally wrote that ending, it would be a, a place more remote than that. But then maybe either logistics or just them being like, uh, he needs to be closer for story reasons or whatever. And that's why they probably were like, it's actually New York. <laughs> he's actually just an upstate New York. He's been here the whole time. Yeah. He's been the whole time. Could have been because he was like doing logging and shit or whatever. So maybe he's moved around. Maybe he only sticks to colder climates now. <laughs> Who's mm. to say, but we are uh, Dexter has been, he's been hiding out. He's been hide. It's been 10 years since the events at the end of uh, season number eight, where he faked his own death and rides out into the middle of a hurricane. And everyone presumes that uh, Dexter is dead and he's long gone. He's not coming back. He's definitely not resurfaced in upstate New York under a different name. Or is he? Uh, so he is, he's out, he goes and sticks to a routine. He goes and hunts every morning, but he doesn't shoot anything. He's stalking this big, majestic white deer, uh, but he never shoots it. Mm-hmm. He's always got it in his crosshairs, but he never shoots it. So I'm assuming, right, what did you think he was doing? I think he, it was the thrill that? of the hunt. I think that <laughs> just he, to prove he could do it. <laughs> I think so. And then just kind of give him that. Um, zest for life to keep because it's mentioned so his inner monologue or conscience before was his father now it's Deb his sister who's passed it's not really there um you know it's constantly like oh you never killed you haven't killed anybody you know you're off the grid you're living this life it's way more open and I think it's just to be able to get a glimpse of something that's rare and appreciate it, but also have the ability to be able to shoot it because numerous times they show his finger on the trigger and he like pulls away from it. Yeah. I think it is potentially just showing self-restraint maybe, or maybe just the fact that he knows that he could do it and maybe in this new routine or new life, that's a, that's supposedly supposed to be enough you know, just to prove that he could do it. He's still sharp enough that he could if he wanted to. But it's such a cheap way. Like, Dexter is not a guy who uses guns. It's no. always knives. It's always knives. It's always you get to plastic sheets it. and lots of lots of duct tape. <laughs> Everyone's always naked. You yes. Know, always got to be naked. Which makes it a little more clinical, too. It's a very clinical sort of thing. It's also kind of like he's always going to have like the trial and stuff, too, where he's like, hey. Guess what? I'm killing you, but this is the reason why. <laughs> Explain yourself. I wonder if someone gave him a good explanation if he would like back off. He never lets anyone go, does he? I don't think in in, in AC- no he didn't. He let go of the girl Hannah. I think you're right. Was that the only one that he ever was like, to my knowledge, that I can recall? Yeah, I don't even there, know. If there, may be, was one. there may be more. I think my memory's a little bit fuzzy, but yeah. Um, so, anyways, he's uh, he's living in upstate New York. He's getting pulled over, and it turns out it's uh, it's a weird, kinky role playing thing with his his girlfriend, who's like the chief of police, <laughs> who lives in a small town. Because while they're banging it out, um, it's these like small things that yeah. like it's like somebody th- stole some pies from the church bake sale or whatever, and the police have to attend to it, or like a, a sheep got out and they have to go to attend to. That. Yeah, it's a um, very boring, yawny town. 
beautiful setting where they're at though. They're at like the foot of a mountain. There's like a river running through the middle of town. It's the kind of place where there's like four shops and like two bars. You get the feeling that it, the sense that everyone knows each other. Oh uh, yeah. It's the exact opposite of the way that he acted in Miami where he was a very antisocial sort of person, not interested in talking to other people here. Everyone knows good old Jim Lindsay. AKA Every, that's an alias. Everyone, everyone knows Dexter. Everyone's waving. They're like, Hey, and he's like, Hey, I'm not Dexter Morgan. What's up? No, he never like, mentions <laughs> that to other people. He's, he never lets it slip. He's never, He's he's got it pretty much buttoned down. So he's living his life. Basically, he works in a guns and ammo store or like a hunting Fitting. supply shop, which I thought was interesting. It's like and, fishing and like and he's in a very like subordinate kind of role. So his his boss his all is talking about him and his partner adopting a cat. His boss is from uh, Murder in the Buildings. He's the cat guy. Yeah, he's he is the cat guy. <laughs> <laughs> I told Megan that she's like, no, I was like, yeah, no, same guy. Um, and so he one, it's just a normal everyday kind of day. And this guy comes in and he's this rich boy, rich douchebag <laughs> who grew up in this town. Yeah, he's, he's like this big, like hotshot, like, a, I guess I'm Wall assuming Street fucker. Yeah. Wall Street investment fucker, probably up to some shady shit. And he's just coming. He's got, he comes back to his town, his hometown in upstate New York, where his dad is apparently influential, owns like a big fucking house or whatever. So he's, he's a big deal. And so he expects that when he comes back, everyone knows him. He just gets to do whatever he wants. And he's like, Hey, I want to buy like this big fucking gun. And Dexter's like, well, all right, we just got to do the background check and he gets flagged. And the guy is giving him shit. Calling him, a, calling Dexter a Boy Scout, and Dexter's like, "Fuck off!" Like I don't know who you are. Like it's, it's not a big deal. And he's like, "Oh, there's my picture whenever this. it was for the little league or whatever." Typical high, yeah, like just home, hometown like, no cares bullshit. Where he's like, I, "My dad's important, and I was quarterback on the football team." And Dexter's like, "That's great. My I'm dick. not selling Bigger you this. Yo dick. I'm yo not dick. selling you this gun. Like fuck off." So that guy gets gets pissed. They see him again at the bar later where they do line dancing. Like this is just Dexter's life now where he's, you get the feeling that he goes on Tuesdays. Yeah. On Tuesdays, line dancing on Tuesdays. You get, you really get the feeling that he, I don't don't know if he seems necessarily unhappy, but he definitely seems like he is, has to stick to a routine. Well, the impact of what happened in the final season prior to this one has caused him to go down this rabbit hole wherever he, I guess he feels like it's necessary for him to, to survive. Step away. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it is a survival sort of thing. So he's, and I think that it's just this little bit of attention with the fact that this other douchebag has showed up, like he's getting real drunk and belligerent in the corner with all of his like college friends or whatever. Uh, we learned that he apparently he's been up to his that guy has been up to some shady shit uh, was in a boating accident in Ohio where they were playing chicken and maybe he just ran through some people or and killed five people for no reason. Uh, there's another- maybe banging some guy's girlfriend who's named Dick Face. Why? Because <laughs> he has a scar on his face. And Dick Face likes to do looks like a dick. Yeah, he likes to do cocaine, likes to be friendly, though. We'll offer it to people. Yeah. Sharing is caring, Ryan. 
that's what they say about the herps. There's another element of this where Dexter is getting stalked by someone who's not very good at stalking. <clears throat> Turns out it's his son. Harrison. Harrison. <laughs> Who was like three years old when we last seen him. So this definitely plays with the timeline because now you say he's like 17, which yeah. I agree. That's probably like. Yeah. It looks like it's been 14 years instead of 10. So he's had a hell of a puberty. That's what I'm saying, where he's 13 years old and hitchhiking across the country, I'm assuming. Well, he was supposed to go to like fucking Argentina or somewhere in like yeah, South or Paris America. or something like that. Yeah, they were like far away and they were yeah. sipping um, like they were hanging out at a bistro waiting for him or something like that. And it was him, uh, Harrison and this lady who was like a serial killer that Dexter fell in love with. It's fucking nuts. So. Maybe that gets explained. That does not get explained in the first yeah. episode. Um, the thrilling part is whenever Dexter meets his son or whatever for that part of the story. Yeah. Uh, meets his son. He's like, are you Dexter Morgan? He's like, nah, I don't know. Because don't he know has who a, that is. He has a vision of Deb and uh, Deb is speaking like to his subconscious and she's like, hey, I died. These other people died all because they got too close to you. You got to let the boy go. Well, Dexter goes, hey, you can just tell him that Jim Lindsay sent you to the shelter because I'm not Dexter and you can't stay here. Because I'm not Dexter. And I don't know who that is. Also, you can't stay here. Here's 20 bucks or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a quarter. Call someone who cares. Um, and then towards the end of the episode, um, Dexter or Jim becomes starts becoming Dexter again like, and he goes yeah, to his after, son after and admits Miami it. you're like you never get used to this cold and he's like I thought you didn't recognize me he's like uh, <laughs> don't disrespect me son I'm still your daddy <laughs> basically he's like uh, you, you got me <laughs> you figured it out <laughs> like clearly I'm He's like, you don't look, you look exactly like I remember. And he's like, uh, how do you remember? You're only three fucking years old. Yeah. And he's like, uh, here's an actual photo of me and you together. And he's like, uh, that don't look like me. <laughs> yeah. He was looking at photos clearly, of them together. It's clearly like, cause he left it there and he throws it in the fire after he leaves. And he's like, uh, I clearly have a photo of you. You don't look that different from, I mean, I look different cause I was three years old and now I'm 18. So I don't know what's happened to me, but you, you look pretty much the same. So, you know, the pacing was a little bit of an issue in this for me. Cause I was like, man, they are really just trying to jump right in. Um, but I assume after you get past the first episode, maybe it's a little easier. Yeah. I, I think for this, I mean, they had to set up a lot of stuff to get things into motion, but uh, long story short, Dexter goes to, uh, he's got to drop the gun off at this guy's place. He finds out some of his backstory. He's like, oh, he's even worse of a bad he guy. He killed somebody. Uh, and then Dexter's out hunting and the fucking douchebag with the gun shoots his deer that he has is right next to right next to him. Almost shoots him. So he's like doubly pissed about that, I think. Probably he probably less so that he almost shot him, but he was really upset that he shot this deer. Took the butt of the gun, hit the dude in the face, which he already had a vision of doing yeah. earlier, and then pretty much drags the kid. Oh, he slits the throat of the deer that he killed to have the blood of the deer run over the blood of the gentleman that he's uh, oh, hit yeah. with the the gentleman. What a yeah. generous! <laughs> I mean. 
Whatever. This guy's name is Matt. You don't have to call him a gentleman. (laughs) (laughs) But he takes him back and then he sets him up for the kill. And then you start to see the dark passenger take place. And even Dexter looks over at his self in a reflection. It's like uh, Uh, him in dark clothes. (laughs) Yeah, he's in dark clothes and he's just embracing who he is. Um, So I don't know. That's kind of where it leaves off. Um, I did see the previews for next week. And basically, um, Clancy Brown, Mr. Krabs, is going to be the boy's father. Mr. Krabs is going to come into town. Who killed my son? Yeah. And I wonder also, I don't know if it was a red herring or if there's got to be something. But there was kids petitioning in front of a restaurant because there was a board meeting taking place oh, from somebody who was it was like an oil company person. Yeah. And, and they're like, hey, climate change. And he's like. Hey kids, what's up? <laughs> yeah, here's some hot cocoa. I'm gonna like, thank you for fuck your beliefs. You, old man. <laughs> um, so I think that comes back to play because that'd be just something strange to mention and just be like, well, never mention again. Yeah. Right? <laughs> there's gonna be some Absolutely. I, I don't think that there's gonna be any loose ends from this particular episode where they set up a lot of stuff. I yeah. Um oh. I think that looking forward, there's definitely gonna be some conflict between Dexter and his cop girlfriend. <laughs> um, uh, I think there's going to be some questions asked. Uh, and I think that Harrison is probably going to play a, a big part in this. Otherwise, why would you introduce him in episode one? Of- <laughs> oh, well, I think Harrison's going to be in peril and could lose his life. Or maybe Dexter has to make the decision to let um, his son survive or himself die. He has to make a sacrifice. I suspect um, just because I feel like it's going to be an eye for an eye and it's going to be um, the main antagonist versus Dexter. And since his the antagonist's kid died, then Dexter's kid's got to die or he's going to have to sacrifice himself to save him. Unless they decide that this is a hit and continue. I wonder if they have like two separate endings right now. <gasps> I am excited to see where this goes because I, I could see it going in several different directions. Uh, we know that John Lithgow is going to be back in some capacity. I'm assuming I forgot he's about that. Yeah, that's true. The tr- your favorite season, the Trinity killer. So I'm assuming he's going to serve some kind of same role as Deb, basically same role as Harry as Harry did in the original series where they're just, well, he's like not the, been in there yet. The angel and, and devil. So I, yeah, I'm I'm would welcome seeing some of those old characters come back, even if it's only in like a flashback or if they're like part I don't of his think subconscious you can flash or back on the Trinity killer. I feel like he has to be someone who's going to be like a subconscious to help guide him through, um, you know, killing again. Or maybe he is he needs a mentor again. Or maybe he's back to may, maybe he's falling into bad habits or getting more reckless. And that's. I don't know. We'll see. We'll He's, see. I think the true. I don't know. Trinity killer is more. It was like a compulsion or something kind of. <laughs> well, I, um, so Dexter, his thing is to chop the bodies and throw them in the river or the ocean. Yeah. Um, Puts them in a frozen lake this time. <laughs> yeah. Which will be interesting to see how that works. Um, and I don't know if there's like a current or anything like that, or they just sink to the bottom. Um, oh, there was one scene in 
um, the Dexter, wherever he was um, going to, he's got like a flag at his fishing hole and he starts pulling up something that's hooked and ends up being Deb reaching out. But behind her is like some black human looking creature, like drags her in and he wakes up from a dream. I thought it was interesting. Probably some symbolism there. I wonder if we're, what is going on, if that's going to be a recurring sort of thing and if they're, what else is going on there. Yeah. It was something that you hadn't seen in the previous uh, shows. And I just thought that was very, um, never had any supernatural sorts of elements. Well, his brother came out of the water one time in season two, but it's always like, it's either like a vision or a part of his subconscious. It's never an actual physical thing or, or something like that well, it was so a dream so maybe they're trying yeah. something different maybe and maybe looking into it too much yeah i sense there's some foreshadowing or something there i mean it's deb so she's already dead and she's reaching out maybe it's like his dark passenger like causing all this issue yeah. maybe it's some grief It'd be interesting to see how they play that up there's just so many different ways that i think that this can go and it's honestly like Watching all this last year and having a uh, a reboot of this this year has been great. If I had watched all eight seasons and then waited eight years, I can't imagine how like exciting this must be to to have this back. So it's I I really like it. I th- I was kind of not worried, but I think that the fact that it was the f- original series was set in Miami. Mm-hmm. I think probably played a lot to its strengths. And so removing him from all the characters that he interacted with and his normal job and putting him in such a different location, I was wondering how that was going to affect it. And clearly, I mean, he can snap it back and forth and play many different roles because he's a, he's a really smart guy. So we'll, I'm, I'm interested to see how the, the changes and, uh, how everything's going to play out, I guess. Um, I will say some of the things that I noticed is the intro, um, which is a bunch of, it's like Dexter. And then like, it's like ice cracking on the name. The name's very icy and cracks. And then there's like a bunch of like flash scenes of things that are taking place. So the intro is not as fun and inviting as before. If they stick with that intro, I'm assuming the end or the outro is the same. Um, interested to see what characters pop up and come back. Um, does Dexter let his son know? His son knows that he's a killer. How does his son know he's alive? How does his son know how to find him? Yeah. Um, a lot of questions there. Um, what else? There was like two other things that I was like, oh man, that's pretty wild. Um, but I can't remember, but it's going to be fun. It's like hanging out with old friend. Um, will this be the end or is this the beginning of the next season? Will they pass the torch? I don't know. True. Maybe Mr. Krabs is a serial killer. Clancy Brown could be. Um, so in the show, they said that, um, Dick face is paid off by, um, you know, Clancy Brown and his son, uh, $2,000 a week. And he so needs, he didn't he speak. needs that money. Yeah. For what? $2,000 a week? Lots of coke, apparently. Well, I would need that money too, but not for cocaine. Um, 
Cause I mean, I could just live off that money and just do whatever cocaine with strangers. He's just saying he doesn't even know Dexter. He's like, Hey man, you follow me in the bathroom. You want some Coke? He's like, no, I don't, I don't want this. Yeah. You could live in a pretty nice house. Carrying this AK 47 around on my back (laughs) that I apparently just need a signature to drop on this naked dude's bed. Yeah. That was a little weird. And then it was like the girl, like (laughs) he was having sex with like new Dexter was like, don't tell my dad. And he's like, if you go home now, the pacing of this was just strange. <laughs> like we just like all of a sudden it reminded me of the last Harry Potter movie where everybody wanted to give their story. Like Dick face was that guy. It was like, Oh, this is what's going on. Oh, give you so much. And I feel like they really wanted to play up the fact that his name was Jim Lindsay. Cause at the beginning, wherever his they girlfriend, Jim Lindsay so many times, they frisked him in the beginning. She was like, Jim Lindsay. And it was just like, okay, I get it. Yeah. But then they re like really like kept reiterating it. And it was just like, yeah, yeah, we get it. His name's changed or whatever. Yeah, we, and he's in a it. small town where people are like Jimbo, Jim, maybe, Jimmy. Maybe that's not Dexter. It is though. Yeah. And then he like <laughs> handed some butcher, like some knives and stuff. Like it's like a small town where everybody knows your name. And you help out everybody. Yeah. It's like a melting pot too. Like, everybody's friendly and like there's some gay people and there's like it isn't like a white bread town where everybody's like hey you're white i like you it's like hey <laughs> you're right we there have black little, people white people a little whoever. bit a little bit more going on that typical small it's town more America, of a melting pot um which is a-okay with me though i just thought it was a little strange i think it's also where we live now because if you think of a small town i don't think of like acceptance in like a melting pot not in a small small town maybe just not where we live yeah maybe in other places it's different but i i do feel like this is in a very this is like a this town is like a painting you know this is like the perfect like little christmas town painting and maybe that's what it's all everyone about. lives to together and they're up. happy and they get along and i don't think any place is actually like that in real in reality but <laughs> yeah but maybe that's like the uh what is it like the oxymoron to it is or the irony is that you have like the serial killer in this yeah. nice town where everybody's i i guess it's like he just it's like dexter just decided to live in a norman rockwell painting and that's just <laughs> You know, it's, it's never going to be like that in reality. But I just don't know where you could take this that hasn't gone to places they've been before and can outdo it. But clearly, if Michael C. Hall is signed on and Deb, who was married to him at one point, have come on to this, <laughs> I know. which is very strange. <laughs> um, because I heard in some of the later seasons after they divorced, they just weren't in scenes together. Um, that. Hey, that would be weird for them now, I would think. But maybe it's like dating somebody. Yeah. Be like, hey, how are you doing? It's been 10 years. Yeah. And Deb's moved on. She's married Seals to one of the Avett brothers. Can't remember if it's Seth or Scott. Who knows? It's um, one of them. But, you know, <laughs> they're all doing their thing. And this is their legacy. Like, this is what both actor and actress will be known for. Uh, I think so. And it's... I'm just glad it's back. Like, even... I think as long as it's at least better than the last uh, season, then people will be like, all right, we're here for this. Even if this is it, I think just them giving another crack at wrapping up Dexter's story. I am here for it. I like it. (laughs) I don't feel like it's the end, though. I do feel like that if they're going to come back, they're going to do at least another one. They're introducing too much. 
You'd be surprised. And I think that this reminded me of the same thing that I felt when we were watching this last spring was that this show stresses me out. Like it's really difficult for me to watch more than like two or three episodes of this in a row just because of like he's just it seems like he's on the verge of almost being caught for like eight straight seasons and <laughs> it just you bugs don't me. ever really get to relax and i think that this kind of lo- tries to lull you into a false sense of security for about the first 30 minutes of this before being like no he's definitely gonna kill this guy <laughs> yeah he's but definitely gonna kill this guy <laughs> I, I think at the end of this i don't get the sense of you know peril or anything like that i'm like all right so clearly dad's coming into town but i don't know what he knows or how how crazy he is um him and his son are getting together we've eliminated someone who's terrible from the world and that's kind of where we're at like it doesn't really i mean the story's going to evolve from here but at the same time it isn't like anything where you're like bothersome by any of the ending you're like oh he killed somebody per dexter and then he's got his son that's it it's only going to get worse from here. Oh, definitely. But yeah, I mean, it is all. It's that's just the way that you don't know what direction is. they're going to go. So it, there's you can't really be anxious about. It. I mean, I guess you could. Well, I'm pre anxious. I got pre anxious. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't bother me at this point. But I, yeah, I get that too, and that's why I cannot watch full seasons of anything. Um, you know, being strung along unless it's like the boys, but that's different. Yeah, I. I don't know. Do you think we'll, we'll ever go back to Miami after this? I feel or do you like think that we could end in like Miami where he's got to go back to finish something. There's nothing to finish in Miami though. All the ends were tied up there. All that is correct for him, not but for people with a vendetta. Maybe not him. for the for people with a vendetta, or for the people in the writers' room where they're like, eh, "What if we? What if we do this for?" The well, I feel Dexter? like he's got to go back to old girl, girl, unless she's like something's happened to her. Yeah, but clearly he's moved on. Yeah, we, she's it only, men- only mentioned by name for me to go. Oh yeah, that girl's name was Hannah, which is kind of <laughs> fucked up if you think about it. Like he, here. I will be there. Here's my kid and stuff. And now I've just moved here. Peace. <laughs> yeah. Like get in touch gonna, somehow. Gotta, gotta just ride off into this hurricane. Or like, I mean, if I don't know, it, it just seems a little far fetchy to me. I'm sure they're going to kill her off and she's, <laughs> but an afterthought and he's moved on to a cop. He's moved on to a cop. They could do some sexy role play and stuff. It seems pretty, pretty, he's pretty into it. That's what tax money does. He's cool with it. (laughs) I knew a girl who would bang a cop on like his lunch break or whatever. Like they'd go fuck. So it's, it's a real thing. There's, is it based on a true story? Cops have sex. You heard it here. Cops have sex. All right. Anything else you want to add before we wrap up for the for this week? Um, I'm excited to see where season two goes. I feel like that's going to really light a fire on what's to come. I think we're just setting the precedent right now. Um, but um, we'll see. Excited about the weekend. B day. I'm probably going to go home and go to sleep. Life's good. Enjoy your life as well. <laughs> Same here. Also, I'm just uh, a lot of stuff that this uh, pilot, this premiere episode sets up, and uh, yeah. I think it's, uh, I think we're in for a good one. I think we'll probably check in once this is wrapped up. So, 
Uh, Ryan, that'll do us for this week. Uh, as we say at the end of this and every episode of Almost Accurate. Get on my face, ho. <laughs> oh, no. 99, bitches. <laughs> Until next time, folks. 99. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.